0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sustainable Finance Podcast, brought to you by Ceres. I'm Paul Ellis, your host for these programs about developments in this fast-growing industry. In today's program, we're exploring the changing needs and behavior of next-gen investors. According to my guest, Deborah Yang, these younger investors are using investment apps that integrate sustainability data and analytics into the portfolio ownership and management process. Yang, CEO and co-founder at daisy.com, a sustainability insight app for conscious investing is going to tell us more about how their app works, including using artificial intelligence for more accurate current data. But before we start, I'm going to say a few words about our sponsor. I'm thrilled to talk about the important work Ceres is doing. Ceres is a nonprofit organization working with the most influential capital market leaders to solve the world's greatest sustainability challenges. Through their powerful networks and global collaborations of investors, companies, and nonprofits, Ceres drives action and inspires equitable, market-based, and policy solutions throughout the economy. To learn more about Ceres, go to seriesorg podcast. That's C-E-R-E-S dot org podcast. At Ceres, sustainability is the bottom line. Hello, Deborah, and welcome to the Sustainable Finance Podcast.
1: Hi, Paul. Such a pleasure to be here today.
0: I'm glad you could join us. You're in Paris, right? Paris, France?
1: That's right, and we're getting used to some cold weather.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's cooling off here in upstate New York as well. So we're going to begin the program today by having you tell us what conscious investing is.
1: Sure. I think the next generation of investors have strikingly different needs and expectations that differ from previous generations. As you mentioned, they use gamified zero-fee trading apps, fractional shares. They buy meme stocks. They hold a lot of crypto. And they thrived in a culture of trading, which was much more like gambling than investing. And when returns were good, it was Easy and fun until the market downturn. And now there's a lot of uneasiness and you can really feel the anxiety out there. And that's where DAISY can help. We feel that um, we wanna work with investors who wanna take the plunge to move away from just trading to real investing. Institutional investors, a group that I have worked with for most of my career, they always looked at risk alongside return and more and more sustainability, especially true for the next generation. And with the granular insights on risk and sustainability, DAISY enables you to be able to customize alongside investor values. And this is what we call conscious investing. The ability to consider risk alongside return and aligning with personal values and doing something deliberately consciously and not just blindly. And we're really excited by that mission.
0: Well, it's a great mission. I think it's uh, what a lot of people have called by a lot of different names over the last 25 or 30 years. But it's certainly hitting the target with younger generations, uh, especially uh, when there's a lot of market volatility like these days. Now, as, as we both know, effective communication to this audience about the roles sustainability can play in investment strategies requires the integration of self-managed technology platforms. Tell us a little bit about how DAISY solves those issues.
1: Well, I think building smart, efficient portfolios is one important thing, but next, next generation investors want more. They want Uh, They have been using self-managed tech platforms um, and investors, as always, they want bragging rights on companies they hold, not just the best portfolio solution. That's part of human nature. And they want to communicate about the why. And I think that's really critical. They don't just want the black box and blindly trust that the solutions are The perfect solution for them. They really want to engage. They want transparency. They want an understanding about companies they hold and how it translates into their portfolios. They want to talk about the companies they believe in or don't believe in. And they really want to know how they're exposed to important topics like climate risk or how the bets are translating into the portfolio. And I think that's where DAISY can really help Advisors as well as investors be able to access that kind of data insight to have the discussion. Investors want to know more today. I think uh, they're doing uh, doing investing by themselves sometimes really well and sometimes not very well, and they need help and guidance. And the more they know, the more engagement. That could mean more money for for everyone. Um, I, and I think service providers really need to build more credibility and trust among all investors, especially this community where you have a lot of distrust of traditional institutions.
0: Now, in addition to your platform, what other practical guides uh, exist out there for using sustainability tools while building a portfolio? Uh, as you said, you know, this is a whole new generation of investors and they're looking for guidance in as many ways as they can get it, while at the same time they want that they are self-motivated and self-focused in terms of how they're doing it.
1: I, I I definitely think it's a community effort. It's not one solution will provide the answers for all. We work with a lot of platforms that provide zero-dollar trading. We work with places where people are saving um. Uh, saving little little bits of money so they finally can have dollars to invest. And so I think, you know, building a community among complementing, complementary organizations is really important. And on the practical side, I think there are a lot of ETFs that um, you can use to potentially replace part of your core holdings because they offer diversification and they use ESG data in an automated way. Another idea is that you could use ETFs for exposure to tilt or provide a bet on a theme or align with impact goals. And then finally, as I mentioned in the beginning, the cat's out of the bag. People are investing on individual stocks, and um, there are more than 3,000 ETFs out there more than the liquid stocks in the market. They really want to know how to pick one ETF versus another, or how do they even do stock selection? Stock selection, in terms of research, you can select the leaders in the sustainable categories, or you can find companies that are improving or worsening. Uh, and those are the two main ways of looking at uh, potential outperformance in the sustainability space.
0: Okay, now what narrative related to climate change and the clean energy transition does Daisy offer to investor clients for their consideration? Well, this is, of course, the major issue on everyone's mind, and how we're going to address it, and what is greenwashing, and what's uh, you know what's true green investing. There's a there's there's a, a, a of more and more information it seems like every day available to analyze this process. How are you doing that?
1: This is exactly one of the most important issues to next generation investors and even um, earlier generations of investors. Uh, these are the kind of metrics many investors ask us um, or tell us that they want before they invest. And Generally, in the institutional world, there is a broad agreement that there's real downside risk from climate, from extreme weather, the potential of asset stranding of new technology disrupting old ones. And I've worked with some of the largest institutional insurance companies and pension funds to build in low carbon portfolios or climate resilient portfolios. Really, the opportunity is the energy um, and industrial transformation from brown to green and there will be losers and there will be winners. Um, And so people want to talk about their ideas along the downside and the potential upside. And the Daisy app really offers a narrative for companies um, to talk about companies or their portfolios through very simple insights and visualizations. One example is we take the dollar revenue of carbon emissions in a way that an average investor might be able to relate to, um, comparing it to the weight of a gorilla or elephant just to make it fun. Or we show that companies are if every company was emitting carbon like Tesla, we would have 2.4 degree warming versus a Paris uh, target of 1.5, but much better than the General Motors model which is currently a catastrophic 4.3. And so these uh, types of very tangible uh, tangible data points are the type of data that uh, investors are telling us they wanna know before they invest. And then it goes beyond climate. So uh, diversity of leadership is another great example of what we can illustrate. The percentage of women in power, uh, General Motors has 50% of women on their board and a female CEO, Mary Barra whereas Tesla only has 25%. So depending on what's important to you or uh, to the investor, you can decide how to use that data.
0: Okay. Now there's an awful lot of uh, other sources for this kind of data. And from what we've talked about so far, it seems like on the DAISY platform that investors have the option to pick individual companies and their stocks or bonds, and then they also can invest in ETFs or portfolio strategies that are already constructed for a particular purpose and with a particular sustainability focus. Is that correct?
1: Well, today we focused on the insights on the company level, the ETFs, and we have 200 cryptos. Uh, Over time, we want to be able to give automation tools to build portfolios as well. So that's uh, on the pipeline. Um, Investors are asking us to be able to, once we have shared all these insights, can you please build portfolios based on these insights? So that's the next step. And we're really excited about that
0: all right good now in a recent article entitled esg why we're not on the same page you wrote that esg is heavily platformed by politicians the world over um i'm not quite sure uh, what you mean by that so you if you could explain that for us we've had this a movement uh, that as you helped uh, remind me earlier today got really started in terms of its uh, its name um, or at least the moniker uh, Environmental, Social, and Governance, was came out of a report in, in 2004 that was prepared by Georg Kell uh, for uh, Kofi Annan and, and the United Nations entitled Who Cares Wins? Uh, and we've been moving in the, the general direction of incorporating environmental, social, and governance metrics and data into portfolios ever since then, and it's become a very large market. Um, How do you see politicians uh, participating in this uh, process?
1: First of all, it's really impressive that he was on your podcast a couple of times. I definitely have to go back and listen.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's a great um, podcast guest, I tell you, (laughs) and a a very nice guy as well.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. I'd love to meet him. Um, On the On the political side, I think ESG is not meant to be politicized. Uh, It has been caught up in the current culture wars and its uh, meaning distorted. Uh, I think the whole concept is really striving to provide clear, accurate data to all investors. It's not left, it's not right, it's inclusive and it's for everyone. It's really just factual data that can be applied for different purposes or objectives, and then in terms of ESG as jargon, as our blog highlighted, I think the team uh, the term ESG has become confusing and counterintuitive, and perhaps past its sell by date. <laughs> um, surveys show that most investors don't understand what it means. So instead, we should drop the jargon. And I really dislike when people criticize something, but don't offer something to ponder. And so I'm gonna give you some food for thought. In my opinion, I think we should focus on broadly the sustainability objectives, either the key issues by industry or the customization for individual values matching. And so if you look at uh, each industry, Take a look at the car manufacturing industry. Of course, they need to focus on carbon footprint and clean technology for the environment. So their issue is more about the E. And financial services, they need to focus on corporate behavior, ethics, anti-bribery. So that's more social and governance. So ES&G shouldn't apply equally across all industries. We should focus on the 80-20 rule of what's most important in which industry and focus our conversations on those. Um, and finally, with all that data, you can now customize. If you really care about women in power, you can use that for your personal portfolio construction. So that's really, it's about data and how you use it.
0: Now, how does DAISY screen its data sources? That's one of the other issues in the industry now is that us? Uh, for example, in fixed, in the fixed income markets, uh, bonds can be issued that uh, have different use cases for different portions of the total funding that a bond is issued for. And some of that money might be going to a sustainability-focused purpose within the company's business, whereas uh, other parts of that funding can be funding, uh, you know, fossil fuel burning uh, operations. So how does an advisor who's trying to get started uh, on the right path of sustainable investing uh, make those kinds of choices? And I guess it really comes down to where the data is being sourced from, right?
1: Absolutely. I think that, um, first of all, it's very difficult to get your hand on very clean, consistent data. Uh, We're very lucky. I spent 18 years working as, um, most recently as a global head of ESG indexes for MSCI, one of the leaders in the industry. So we're very lucky at DAISY to have access to this information on the corporate level across the U.S. equity market. And of course, U.S. um, corporates issue bonds as well. So um, whether it's equities or bonds, the, the ratings are applied um, for all of those asset classes. We're trying to build more and more data around cryptocurrencies as well, because we know that this generation is actually using cryptocurrencies. So, and, and that's much harder to build on. But um, uh, the next generation of investors actually sourcing this data today from YouTube and TikTok. Um, they're going and digging and really not consistent information. And when you roll up inconsistent information, you get a lot of garbage. So I think that it's really important to try to get real solid sources of data that are uh, consistently built and applied um, in order to build a proper portfolio.
0: Now, that. Leads me to the to the next question is, uh, why should investors, whether whatever generation they're a member of, uh, consider investment apps like Daisy versus some dish some already established uh, do-it-yourself or choose-your-own um, portfolio strategies platforms that have been out there for a number of years? The examples would be platforms like TD Ameritrade or Schwab. Um, and what makes Daisy different from platforms like that?
1: Yeah, well, the reality today is next generation investors have multiple accounts. A broker like TD America, or Schwab, or um, E Trade, or Linia, or um, or Robinhood, and maybe a robo. Um, they have a crypto wallet. They have an RIA. I'm sorry. They have an yeah. The, they have an IRA or a 401k, um, and they have the same problem many people have. They they don't really have a consolidated view. And at DAISY, you can actually upload. Um, your account from TD Ameritrade or Schwab or Robinhood, um, your 401k and be able to upload Uh, your crypto wallet and be able to see a consolidated view of your portfolio from a risk, sustainability point of view, and even at the holdings level. So if anything, I think it's a community effort. Um, We're complementary to all the other platforms out there. And we're very happy to either join, um, have our insights in the platforms that's an example of a it's a next generation investing app that actually uses our risk and sustainability insights on their apps, or if they come to us, we can consolid- consolidate all their data on daisy. So we really want we really believe in working with all industry participants because there's a huge amount of white space um, out there and we just want to build the best tools for customization, understanding how to move into becoming a real investor.
0: That's great. So you're you act as a place where investors can collaborate if you will, across many platforms in the industry to consolidate their data, their information, their resources, and to help them make uh, the decisions uh, about what to own and and when to buy and sell based on a lot of different platforms' information. Okay.
1: That's right. And we have over a million insights already served. So I know advisors are concerned about talking about single stock positions, but really a lot of users are already looking at this Either at TikTok, (laughs) uh, YouTube, Daisy, or somewhere else. And I think it's important to try to um, have a narrative behind um, what it is they're doing and how to engage users. Um, So I I think that's really important.
0: Yes, I agree with you. And of course, we now have. in the developed economies, at least, we have many family situations where there are multiple generations involved in a communal investment process, and and I think it's really important to have these kinds of tools available, especially for the younger generations, who can even teach some of the older generation members how to use them effectively. So. Deborah?
1: I think there's great learning from the previous generation that's uh, experienced a lot of downturns, and I think the newer generation can teach a, a, the the previous generation a ton. I have a lot of friends who have um, have been using Daisy for a long time, and they want to invite their um, their children who will eventually inherit a lot of money, and they the parents want the children to learn how to invest properly. So I, I think there's a huge opportunity here.
0: Right. All right. Well, Deborah, where online can Sustainable Finance Podcast followers learn more about daisy.com and how can they get in touch with you with questions about the topics that we've discussed in today's program?
1: Great. I just want to make a quick final remark, which is I think there's a lot of anxious investors out there. There's a lot of bad news. And in ESG or sustainability, there's a lot of bad news, but importantly, to stay positive, even during difficult, volatile times, because we think there's opportunities out there. Um, I'm active on LinkedIn, Uh, Twitter is Deborah A. Yang, and other social media. We would love to hear from you, get your feedback on what we should build next. So please connect.
0: Okay, thanks again to Deborah Yang, CEO and co-founder of daisy.com, and to our sponsor, the Series Accelerator for Sustainable Capital Markets. The Series Accelerator is a center of excellence within Series that aims to transform the practices and policies that govern capital markets to reduce the worst financial impacts of the climate crisis. For more information, go to series.org/accelerator. That's C E R E S dot org slash accelerator. And to our listeners, join us again next week for another episode. I'm Paul Ellis, and this is the Sustainable Finance Podcast.